Welcome, Welcome to, to Step Into the Light. light. Alright. <laughs> Welcome to Step Into the Light. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. To Step Into the Light. Come Step Into the Light with us. Out of the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, my name is Chloe. I'm 22 years old. I'm Jonathan. I'm 20. I'm Madison and I'm 21. Um, I know Madison because our moms have been best friends Forever. literally since high school and we used to take baths together back in the day like literally have known each other all of our lives and went to high school together we've just been best friends always and this is my boyfriend jonathan who i love very much <laughs> and, <He's> all right <laughs> and our goal for step into the light here today is because we just feel like there's a lot of people that are lost in the darkness there's so much evil in the world satan works hard to try to beat god but he can't and we have just wanted to come and talk about how awesome our god is and how great his light is, and how people just need to see that and to step into the light. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important for us as Christians to understand that the lost souls that never encountered Jesus, it isn't their fault. It'd be our fault for not showing them the light of Jesus. So I think that's important why, I think that's, you know, kind of the reason we chose to do this, is just to bring them lost souls to God. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to start doing it because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially me, because I was there at one point, is when you're in the darkness, it's so hard to see the light that you just yeah. don't even know how to even get into the light or what it would feel like. So I just really want to show people that getting out of that and getting into the light is one of the best things that you could ever do and the most fulfilling, joyful, happy. I mean, I can go on and on. One of the best things that you could ever do for yourself and others around you because yeah. you can spread the light too. And the light beats the darkness every time. Yeah. Anytime that you're lost in the darkness, that's exactly why our scripture perception of the light is John chapter 1, verse 5, which is pretty simple, you know. Just, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended him not. The darkness literally can't even comprehend the amazingness of the light of God. It cannot outbeat him. If you choose God every time, and you find the light, and you follow the light through anything, through every trial, through every tribulation, the light will win every time. And the light is God. Period. <laughs> yeah. You know? So we actually wanted to go through John chapter 1 real quick, just to kind of give a um, quick summary of what our scripture here is, and why we chose this scripture. Um, so if you want me to just go ahead and read it out. So... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness to the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lieth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I just feel like, literally just the way it said, like, John, 
listen, God is the light. We as Christians are just here to be as John was, just the person who is not the light, but was sent to bear witness of it, to tell people of it, to be a beacon, to bring people who aren't in the light into the light, and to show them how great our God is through anything. Yeah, you can't truly know God until you're in the light. If you're living in any kind of mixture, it's impossible to really understand His true glory. You know? mm -hmm. And it's so hard, it is so hard to stay out of the darkness and out Especially of the temptation. The we live in oh my gosh, because there's so many worldly things that your flesh wants to feed yes. into. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you have that light, those things become a lot easier. When you can, when you step into that light and you, and you actually gain that relationship with God, I think that it becomes easier and easier to, to just like you said, discern um, the light between and darkness and light, yeah. what you should and shouldn't do, yeah. good and evil, right and wrong. And reading your Bible too, that's one of the best ways to really determine. And like one of my big things that I always say is. Um, our biggest goal in life is to, like, we want to read the Bible completely, but it shouldn't be our priority. Our priority should be understanding the Bible, understanding the Word, and letting it be written on our heart to be able to use to fight off the darkness. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the living, breathing Word of God. I mean, how awesome. Who wouldn't want to read it every day? I'm going to drop it over here. See, I think that brings my next point. So, if you call yourself a Christian, right, I think our biggest dream would be to meet Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I crave, like, I crave it. Yeah. Like if Jesus walked up to you today and was like, hey, come follow me, what would you do? I would be just like Simon. Like Matthew, I'm, I'm literally behind the tax booth. I got <laughs> Romans right here. All right, I quit. Yeah, making bank and everything. You, you know what hurt. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I might be wearing the finest linen of all the Jews around. I don't know. But I might, I might follow this beat first uh, for about three or four yeah. hours. I'm and then saying, I might get up. like. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to my next point, though. The first verse in John is, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Mm. This is the Word. This is God. Right here. Everything you could ever come across any darkness that will ever be in your life, it's the answers are right here. So I encourage everyone to pick this up. Yeah. This is Jesus talking to you. And it's so important um, to actually gain that relationship with him. And the only way to, he knows everything about you. He knows every freckle on your face and every hair on your head. He knows everything that you're going to do today, tomorrow, and forever. He knows the way you're going to die. He knows everything. But do you know him? You know, and it's so important to actually gain that relationship with God and to know his word, to know his story, to know the beginning and the end. He is Alpha, he is Alpha, He is Omega, yeah. He is the big I Am. Like He is everything. And to know his word will help you through everything because he's been through it all. Yeah, I encourage you to not, not say I'm a Christian and I believe in Christianity. I believe in relationship over religion. Yes, exactly. Because you can say I'm a Christian, you can go to church every Sunday, but yeah. if he doesn't know you when your time comes, you would not be sitting in heaven. Exactly. Yeah, knowing Jesus is probably one of the best things you could ever do. He's an awesome guy, let me tell you. He's, mm -hmm. he's pretty cool. He's got jokes. And uh, actually, that goes straight into our topic today, um, which is basically, I have seen, since we've created Step Into the Light, um, I've, you know, we've had our Facebook page going for a while now. I've had a lot of people come to me from social media, people that I know personally, who told me that basically they were a Christian once, 
or they knew God once. They wanted to have a relationship with Him once, but they went through a lot of dark trials in their life, um, lost people in their life, or you know had problems with their job. I mean, how everybody does. Everybody has situations in their life that they're kind of like, why is this happening to me? But in the moments when they were in that, they turned away from God because they were thinking, why would he do this to me? So our topic today is on that um, kind of the sense of, you know, turning away from God in the dark times, actually praising him through the storm. And yeah, I'm super excited to talk about it. I know. Me I think too. it's a really important topic that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, I think everyone in this room has struggled with it too. So for sure, a firsthand perspective. Right. Well, <laughs> We actually have our own little testimonies we can go over real quick just to kind of let you know how we struggled with it because every Christian struggles. Every Christian has been there, done that. Um, it's just kind of how you respond to it. Um, but do you want to start? Um, yeah, well, so um, I would say I didn't really start becoming a true Christian and truly trying to build my relationship with God until early 2019, late 2018. Um, I, got, I got my car. I went to church every Sunday. I went to church every Wednesday. And um, around that time, my great-grandfather, he had cancer. And so we knew, you know, we knew it was coming. Um, so kind of mid-January, he passed away from cancer. And um, I, I would say I handled it okay, um, but I had a lot of other things going on in my life. Um, my grandmother, who I lived with, she was in the hospital. So I was kind of living by myself, trying to go to school, just lost my grandfather. And then um, my other, my just my grandfather, he passed away a week later. And um, that one was a lot more unexpected. It was, you know, pretty young. And so just and at that time, I was like, I'm chasing God. I'm chasing God. And then you're going to hit me with all this. You know, you're going to hit me with losing two of my most important father figures in my life. And um, you know, it was tough. I didn't understand it. I didn't have no one who really understood it like I did. You know, my best friend hasn't lost a grandfather yet. My sisters, you know, yeah, they lost their grandfather. But he was like a father figure. To me. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was someone I went to for wisdom. And um, so I was just... It was hard to tackle, you know, tackle it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I ran across this song, which a lot of you probably know. It's a great song. If you haven't heard it, I really encourage you to listen to it. It's "Praise You Through the Storm" by Casting Crowns. And um, we'll link it. We'll link it so you can know it. It's amazing. But um, the only way I got through that, I didn't get through it from anything I did or from anything anybody else did. Um, but I was in my driveway and I was just listening to that song. And I just felt comfort. And, and that's all you can really give a person. You know what I'm saying? That's all you can really get sometimes is comfort. Mm -hmm. And God couldn't give me some explanation of why this happened. He couldn't, He couldn't, you know, bring them back. Or he didn't need to bring them back. It wasn't in his plan. But he could comfort me through it. And so, I mean, that's probably, I'd, I'd say that's the biggest thing I went through very early on in my walk with God. But I'm glad it didn't discourage me. I'm glad he was there to comfort me through it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's uh, kind of the opposite. I grew up in church my entire life. Like, there's actually a funny story that my mom was reminding me of earlier. <laughs> when um, every morning when we were on our way to church, I don't remember exactly what it was, but we had, like, the little TVs in the back of the car, and you could, like, watch movies and stuff on the way to wherever you were going. And it was, like, a godly one. So cool to be. I know. <laughs> it was, like, a godly, like, like, I think it was, like, a 
kids something I don't know um, but at the end of it every single time they'd always say you know if you need to be saved you know pray this with me and stuff and every single time I probably have been saved about 30 times in my entire life oh my I'm not well probably and about no, 30,000 I mean like, I'm like not even that's kidding a common thing. every time that somebody's like ask him to come into your heart ask him to forgive you mm -hmm. you know even if you've been a perfect Christian I feel like it's just kind of a thing that you feel led to do to do all the time and even as a kid I was like I I need to be right there with him I need to be right there with him um my parents uh got married had me and my sister Eden they my dad was really big big into church my mom started going to church um, a lot more they both got really into it there every Sunday every Wednesday volunteering you know just very in it like we didn't even celebrate Christmas Halloween none of that my dad did not want us to believe in Santa and we never went out for Halloween like it was religion okay so um in the middle of that my parents always had a healthy relationship they did everything they should have done they um, my dad built a great business my mom had a great business that was growing even more um, my dad started to slip into the pride of life the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the three things that can cause a Christian to truly fall um, and partying all night, his job really, like his business really blew up. He was traveling all over the world, you know, literally everywhere. Um, so he was going out, he was partying, he was drinking and ended up in divorce. And for a long time, I, you know, I fell into that darkness, like, God, why? Like, God, like they were perfect. They did everything like they should. Um, they were not perfect. The older I get, the more I realize that. Nobody is. <laughs> they were so not perfect. But at the time, that's what I thought. I was like, why? Like, why are you taking my dad from me? Like, he's been here this whole time. Now he's just gone. Like, what happened? Like, what did I do? And I always put it on myself. Um, and with that, the devil really, you know, he got his entrance into my mind. And he just started pushing those thoughts in. And like, yeah, you're not good enough. You're not this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um. It backfired on him because I actually became a very serving, giving, you know, a very godly person through it now. I have, like, features now that, like, I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about that one. I got that one down pat. Thanks, right. devil, for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, and then my mom started Bible college uh, two years ago. She's on her third year right now. Um, I started getting into that little by little. And then early this year, I really uh, got really grabbed hold of me, um, hasn't let go yet, I, I'm holding on to, <laughs> but um, it just really, has been a journey, it's, yeah, that's how I know, I don't even know how to explain it, I feel it, like all of us are pretty, just crazy, well, for, I mean, we've all been Christians our whole life, yeah, but as for um, craving to just bring other people into the life that we have been brought into very recently, for me, um, well, for me, just quickly, um, I grew up with just my mom. She's a single mom, very hardworking, very independent. I've always, always looked up to my mom. Um, and my grandma was very religious. So um, anytime that my mom had work, I would go to my grandma's house. And my mom and I have always, you know, prayed. She's always told me about God, kind of the way to live. But as for my grandma, she... Um, was actually the one to introduce me to the word. That's all like we ever did. Like we sit down and read the Bible and she'd tell me stories about, you know, Moses or like we'd watch Passion of the Christ, you know, like movies or, you know what I'm saying? And so we did a lot of looking into that, but it was never something that I personally craved myself. Like when I went home and I had dark moments in my life, I don't, I really couldn't tell you of a lot of times that I actually opened up the Bible.
and um, read to get me through it. And yeah. that was where I got very lost. I also never went to church, really. It wasn't a normal thing for me. Now we go every Sunday, and it's beautiful. I, like, love going to church. Uh, Mount Holly Church, we, if you're close to Bremen, come. We'd love to have you. Bremen, Georgia, Mount Holly Church. It is an absolutely beautiful church. Or if you're in the ATL area, Brian Gurana, uh, a sing church in ATL. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is, honestly. We've, yeah. we've been once, and he was great. But, um... Shout out, Brian, if you're watching this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we, um, so basically, I did have, I was a very innocent child. I mean, in high school, like, I was so innocent. And then um, as I graduated, you know, you turn 18, you're like, yeah, I could do whatever I want to do. I'm totally, like, I have nobody to tell, hold me back to tell me what I need to do. And like I said, I didn't have that relationship with God. I was a very lukewarm Christian in like the most sincere sense like I I there was no relationship really I prayed but I only prayed when I needed something not yeah. to thank him yeah. or to let him know of all of the wonderful works that he's doing in my life which honestly was abundant like I could tell you literally almost zero times with through middle school and high school that were really too challenging for me um I had a really great life you know but then I turned 18 I like, you know, how you said I got into the pride of life. I started to get into drinking with my friends, the worldly things, partying, going to bars, you know. Um, I was in a relationship that wasn't good for me. Um, but I don't know. Like, it just, it all was very, very bad. And then it came down to a point where I was so lost and so in the dark which is another reason why I'm so intrigued by this episode, because I feel like this is something that me a couple years ago yeah. needed to hear, me too. you know, and too. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear right now. Um, you know, when you're just so lost in the dark that you feel like it's impossible to get out, the one thing that would have helped me through that, and he was in my heart, so he told, like, he is the one that got me out. There was tons of prayers done in that time. Um, whereas for actually gaining that relationship with him to get me out, I don't think that I actually looked into that. It's something that I really have become more accustomed to doing when I met him. He's a really good guy. I love him so much, but <laughs> he, um, has really, really led me more into a deeper relationship with God. And, um, so that's been kind of where I'm at with that and it's been a really great journey and I just feel like I wish that I had known how essential this was so many years ago when I was so lost. I wish I could go slap my younger self in the face sometimes like <laughs> girl that's not gonna help you. That's you know? not gonna fulfill anything that you want because the thing about alcohol and drugs that I've It'll you know found in my sad. time that too but it's a very you know I mean it's a immediate fix like it's like oh I'll drink until I'm drunk and I'll forget all the problems and you know all the depression and the anxiety but then it just brings on more depression and more anxiety and more worries and stress and everything and uh, it's just very captivating it really is hard and to then it just like fogs your out. mind so you yes. do things you wouldn't usually do that just builds on to things that you feel shameful yes. about and then you begin to feel it's like a t like literally it's the devil holding on to your leg and building up like a tyrant on you like he's yeah. like just if you give him a tiny bit if you open the door just a tiny little bit he will leech onto you exactly. and that's where a lot of people get lost yeah and they i think i think it's important too is just like when you're in those problems you're looking for these quick outs god put these things in your life to build on something mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i would say for me like i lost both my father figures 
but then I found the true father figure. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think all of us have that situation, yeah, man. I mean, I lost mine for a while, and like I've never had one. Well, I had so. <laughs> no, we'll go into that. Um, I, I, I had a dad from the ages of like one to five, um, that kind of raised me, and then I, my mom, you know. When you're little, your mind just doesn't think the way it should. I guess she told me that he wasn't my father, but it was like the time when he had finally left um, was when I really had it had hit me that that wasn't my dad. So my dad is from South Africa. I'm actually friends with my uncle Fricky, but he died when I was 12, so I'm not ever gonna be able to meet him. And my dad that um, raised me from the ages of one to five, we just kind of fell off along the way we don't really talk anymore um but that doesn't matter because as you said like he is the father like I don't need that father figure you know what I'm saying like my mom is great she raised me awesomely but he's all I need you he's know he's the perfect father too he's the like I mean father. how you can't ask for a better father I mean I mean and everybody like, has their own little daddy issues I guess but oh yeah you don't it's need it when you got God you know what I'm saying yeah um, so that's actually going to go into Job and something that we want to talk about today, his story and um, his struggles with darkness and all of the things that surround him, but how he still continued to praise God through that, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important because a lot of people have their own testimonies. All of us have had struggles. Um, every single person has something that they go through that brings them into the purpose. I think God puts people through things um, in order to... Bring prepare them and bring them closer to him too like when you really rely on God in those really hard times mm -hmm. I mean the intimacy that you just end up having with like Jesus is just like I mean he's just there it's it's crazy you get to know him better than I mean anything like it's it's I can't even describe it with words you no, know it like, is undescribable just leaning in on him oh he'll show up trust me because mm -hmm. a lot of people on this earth you know they don't always show up, but he. But it's up. so important in those moments to praise him still, to have faith that he will get you out, to understand like he's not that he just like hates me and wants me to go through all these struggles. Like yeah. it's gonna happen, but like there's a reason behind it. I think the best way you could describe it is when you go through something. A lot of us, you know, turn to your mom or you turn to your best friend or your significant other. They're there for you. You know what I'm saying? Multiple ways. And I think that's kind of what we need to look at. Is like, you know, back when you were a kid, your mom made you do your homework. She made sure you went to bed on time. And that's stuff you didn't like at the time. You know, I hated going to bed on time. But you went to bed on time and you went to school and you graduated school and now you can focus on life. So just think about it that way. Everything that you go through is preparing you for your next journey in life, your next stage in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what the story of Job is. Um, for the most part, what we're, what we're wanting to talk about is where he is talking to his three friends about everything that he's gone through. He has lost his kids. His livestock is dying. He's losing his properties. His health is dwindling. But he's such a righteous man and a godly man. Like, it's not because he's being punished. It's nothing of that sort. But he's talking to his three friends and they're telling him, you know, well, you know, maybe you've just been sinful. Maybe you're being punished. Maybe you need to just pray to God this is kind of maybe just what you deserve. And he's telling them, I'm not sinful. I'm righteous. I'm a godly man. I don't, there's, there's no reason, you know, and he's, 
And these friends are just not listening to him. And that's where I wanted to go into this specifically. Mm -hmm. um, where Job says, Lo, mine eye hath seen all this, mine ear hath heard and understood it. Meaning, you know, he's having an argument with his friends, but mm -hmm. he gets what they're saying. Hey, I get it. Hey, let me talk. <laughs> what ye you know, the same do I know also. I am not inferior unto you. That's so important as Christians to me. Because I feel like a lot of people, when you tell them about, like, when you tell other Christians about the problems that you're going through, there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot and of judgment. Words and, and, oh, you shouldn't do that. People want to act like they're superior. They're more like, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. Like, they want to shame you. But, like, it is nobody's job in the world to judge you except his. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something. Like, as Christians, we're supposed to be a representation of what Jesus was. Mm -hmm. To love. To spread happiness. You know, and I think... I'm going to call it The Chosen because we've been watching The Chosen recently. It's a really great show. Y'all should watch it for sure. It's fantastic. It's the story of Jesus. Yes. And um, so he, we, he brings in Simon who turns into, not turns into, but known as Peter. He tells him, you're no longer a fisherman. You're a fisherman of men. And I will sort them out later. And that stuck out to me because it's not Simon's job to, okay, you're good enough to bring to Jesus and you're good enough to try to save you. It, it's not our job. It's not our job when someone brings a problem to us to, condemn them for it mm -hmm. we're supposed to be like hey i love you jesus loves you we'll get you through it yeah the bible says look you know love the person yet hate the sin like that's possible mm -hmm. a very possible thing you know if they did do something wrong you still have to love the person like one thing that's really helped me is you know when somebody really gets on your nerves you just kind of want to like <laughs> you know that's something but i like, struggle with too, yeah just, like one thing that's really helped me is just looking at it and being like god loves them so much yes. like he Jesus died for them, you know, like he loves them with his whole heart. How much can I love them? Can I love them that much? Like I challenge myself. What you know? would Jesus do? Exactly. Everything through everything that you do. You try <laughs> yeah. to, you want to try to be as much like him as, as much like him as possible. And that's obviously not gonna happen. You nobody's gonna be ever as perfect as him. Everybody's gonna sin. But with Job, he goes on to say, Surely I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to reason with God. So he's telling them, You're telling me to pray, but I I already pray. I get that that's what I need to do in these moments. He continues to go on to let them know that, like, who are you to judge me? Who are you to tell me about my faults? Why don't you look at your own? You're the only, you need to be thinking about yourself, fixing yourself with God before you go looking at me and telling me to fix myself. Yeah. Which is by no means what Christians should do, how his friends have treated him at this point. And I think that he was very well aware of that. He told him, you know, you are not the one that can judge me. He is. And then he lets them know your remembrance are like unto ashes, your bodies, the bodies of clay. So just meaning without spirit or form mm -hmm. at this point, they're not living like how God has told them to live. Are you even reading the word? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, wherefore, <laughs> right? wherefore do I take my flesh and my teeth and put my life in my hand? This one stuck out to me. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my, my own ways before him. So live by faith and not by sight. He will put you through trials. He will put you through tribulations, but you will get through it. He promises that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, but what you have to do is have the faith to just stand trial. Yeah, like it's really hard when you're facing all that kind of stuff to just stay looking mm -hmm. in the right direction. Like stop looking at all the bad stuff. Um, like just keeping your eyes on heaven. 
like right. just the glory because God sees it. He sees your life from beginning to end, you know, and Jesus experiences it with you. So you have to really lean in on Jesus in those times to be, you know, be your strength, literally, because it will wear you slop out if you try to do it by yourself. And it's impossible. I I believe it's impossible. I mean, you might can do it, but you can lay I, on I the ground. Like, I've never been able to get over anything I've ooh. ever been through until getting to know Jesus. I mean, yeah, I think that no matter just, what, it, it will weigh up. on your heart and stack up, mm -hmm. like you said. It will literally just become like a leaning tower of pizza until it falls, <laughs> you know, because if you are like, there is no way that you were ever going to be able to get through anything, you know, honestly. Yeah, and we are made, without him. like, he created us. We're made to crave him, you know. We're made to want him. We're made to long for him. And, like, God loves that. Like, we are literally made in his image. We are made to worship, to serve him, you know, to be his children. Mm -hmm. So, like. Keyword that, children. I think that was yeah. so important. We are his children. So, think, when you're a child. You need your mother or father for everything. Think of it that mindset. Even though you can be 20 or 30 or 65, you're still his child. Mm -hmm. You still need everything. Everything everything you need comes from him. Yeah. 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 Whatever. And I think it's important too, like, a lot of people will watch this and they'll think, you know, okay, I've been through that. I've been there. I've been in dark times. I prayed. I sat there, I, I read my Bible, but then nothing happened. And that's why they sit there and they turn away from God because they're like, I am literally begging you to get me out of this and you're not here. And, and that's where they're wrong. That's where they're wrong. Because God will put you through these trials. And it's about, you know, you have to sit there and you have to kind of be in his waiting room in a sense and wait on him to do what you're kind of, you know, praying for him to do. It's not going to happen instantaneously. It's not on your timetable. It's on his. You have to put your faith and trust in him that he will get you out of it. I think uh, one scripture that I want to back on real quick is Ecclesiastes 3, um, verses 1 through 8. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. There's going to be seasons to every bit of your life, but no calm seas produce a good sailor. You are literally meant to be in that so that you can come out of that as a better person, meant to do the purpose that God put you on the earth to yeah. do. Like, it's meant to strengthen you, and how you choose to go about that, it's all, it, it literally, it, it, it's everything. You cannot respond to such a temporary problem in such a permanent way by turning away from Him. I think that's so important. I think it is too, and I just, if you're stuck in a dark time and you've been there for a while, I think, look at yourself as an example to someone. If you go back to Job, it, really, it never really got better for Job. He just kept losing and losing and losing. Mm -hmm. But then you can look back on him now, and where's Job at? He's in heaven because he kept his eyes fixed on the Father. Yeah. Though he slay me, 
and yet I trust in him. I'm telling you, Job was a wise man. Yeah. And I think that it's so important to keep that in your mind. Like, just always, always, always praise him. Mm -hmm. Praise him through everything. Yeah. Because he will get you through. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to think of it like, I mean, he's not going to do anything that would hurt you or he's not going to, you know, put you through hell, you know, so to speak, for no reason. It's like, if you have kids, especially, like, I have a dog, and, like, I even look at it like that. <laughs> I was like, I would never do anything to him, you know, to, you know, hurt him in any way, shape, or form, you know? Um, like, I want him to learn his lesson, and sometimes, you know, I'll let him do certain things. You can learn, you can learn your lesson. Like, that's also a very big thing that God teaches us, is he's, he teaches us through lessons when we aren't listening to him like we should be. Um, but yeah, everything that he does is going to be to help you. It's not going to be to hurt you. Yeah, and I like comparing it to the dog. So our dog, he wears a harness. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> he plays a little rowdy and his harness, his arm will get tucked in his harness. Yeah. And so it's not on there right. So I grab him and I'll try to like ease his arm back into the harness, but he jerks away and he, and he tries to really fight you on it. And, and I'm just like, sometimes, Hey man, be still. It's not going to be comfortable. I'll get your arm back through there and you'll be good. And sometimes that's what God's telling us to do is don't try to fix everything. Yeah. Don't rush him. You're going to end up putting yourself through more pain. Mm -hmm. Just trust in him that what he's doing is going to work out for you in the end. Yeah. That is better than you. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so important. Um, just, to, just to know that, like, anything you go through, like, every dark tunnel has an end. And God sees that end before you ever do, even if it seems like, like beyond your understanding like why would God do this to me he will I mean honestly people are going to go through such trials as just really hard stuff losing their mom losing their baby you know losing their job losing their house you'll be homeless but yet you know it, it there's something bigger there you have to trust that there's a purpose you have to really it's meant to build that. you yeah. it's meant to make you better um, now it might not be something that you understand. You might be so angry that that was something that, you know, happened to get you where you are supposed to be, but he's so beyond our understanding. Our human brains will never be able to comprehend anything about how great I mean, and wonderful what, God is. What blows my mind is in like, you know, Revelation, all seeing eye angels, you know, that just, they stay there all day and they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was, who is, and who is still to come. That's all they do all day. Every day, 24-7. I mean, just scratching the surface of God, just, you know, a new revelation on God over and over again. That should show you right there. He is, I mean, I couldn't even comprehend that. It's still mm -hmm. crazy to think about. Like, just scratching the surface of God, and they're just blown away. Mm -hmm. Isn't Honestly. I mean, like, I have... And what makes you think he just can't, he, he has your life right here. He knows exactly what's happening. You gotta, like, that scripture, like, that whole little story in Revelation... That showed me a lot. I was like, okay, he's got it. I don't I don't need to worry. I'm just going to chill. You got it. And I think a lot of people, going? too, like, when they're in these situations, um, they find themselves kind of, you know, in the midst of, like, okay, well, listen, I'm here. I'm trying to wait on you to do whatever you're doing. But yet I'm looking around, and all these people who have been through some of the same stuff as me seem to be doing way better, and they're not even praising you. They're not even reading about you. They're just out here having fun, living their life, and, you know, incorporating themselves in all of the worldly things, letting, letting honestly, the devil get a hold of them. 
but that's not really the way that you think about it unless you have that light, like where you can discern from light and darkness. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people think, okay, I give up. I'm just going to feed into it. I'm done. It's obviously working out for them. These wicked people are doing wonderfully. And I'm sitting over here just like totally lost. And like I'm in a wreck. I don't know how to get out of this. I I'm so just like, it seems impossible. Yeah. The devil uses that. Like he uses the people who are living in the world, who had this great life on Instagram or this great life on Facebook. He yeah. uses that to discourage you when you're in these storms. Mm -hmm. They say, "Hey, look, they're following me, and we're we're you know we're living it up out here." Yeah, exactly. But when they go home, you know something's getting to them. Or even if they are living fine, when when judgment day comes. We'll be the ones holding the victory. Even though their life looks great and stuff like that, like we don't know what they're dealing with, one at home, but two in their mind. You know, there's anxiety and there's stress and, the, you know, depression and all that that comes from the devil. There's no just free, joy, happy. Like it might look like they're free, joyful, and happy, but they're actually not. Yeah. They're like, they have that, you know, those mental health disorders and that eating disorder, and they don't like the way their body looks. They don't like the way. You know, all this stuff that they're just tormented with every day, but we can't see that. You know, only, like, I know what I've been tormented with. She knows what she's been tormented with, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it's so easy to look at people from the outside um, who are so mixed in those worldly things, and even Christians who aren't, who seem like they are doing so well. Like, everybody has their own struggles. I think it's important to note, like, you know, yeah, like, they may seem like they're doing a little more prosperous they might have a lot more riches maybe they're way more healthier than you you know maybe maybe they look better than you you know but like that matters you know like where are you going to end up in the end where will you be where will yeah. they be yeah you know unless they step into the light which everybody could nobody is beyond that like nobody is too lost to come back to god so this actually leads us to our next point with psalm 73 um Psalm 73 is about a guy who basically is just questioning, like, why did the wicked prosper? Exactly what the question that we were just asking. A lot of people ask. A lot of people look at these people, and they, and they ask the same thing. So it goes like this. Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness, they have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt, and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Worldly people. Mm -hmm. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued, and chastened every morning, if I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. This guy doesn't want to talk to people, other Christians, about how he feels because he feels so 
bad for saying this. Like, he would be shamed. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That's not our job to shame those who feel this way. Everybody has their own feelings. It's important to ask questions and to have Christians who will have that community. Who will have that community in conversation with you with an open mind, without judgment, because it's not their place. You know? Now, the disciples even asked Jesus multiple times. Yeah. Like, why are we going this way? This isn't smart. Yeah. Why would we do this? He's questioning Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's questioning Jesus. And it's okay to, though, because we're supposed to be curious. Mm-hmm. Because if we if we were put on this earth to just follow blindly, it would not be how we are now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're put here. We're given a choice to follow him or not. A choice from the very beginning. Like, that's oh. that God is all about choice. Yeah, for all love. about choice. For sure. He loves it. He wants you to choose him. He wants you to crave him. He wants you to see his light and be like, I need that. I want you. I want you. Mm-hmm. you know? So back at verse 14. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst see them set in <laughs> <laughs> Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. He feels bad for feeling this way at this point because he realizes where those people will end up despite all of the tribulations that he's going through and they seem to be doing so well. You know, where will you end up? In an eternity with him. Because you're living the way that you need to despite anything that you have going on in your life. And where will they end up? So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart, and my portion forever. For lo, they that are from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I might declare all thy works." Now that brings me to my next point and what we read earlier back in John chapter 1, the very first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's God telling you, yeah, you might be in a long valley. You might be stuck somewhere and you don't see the end of it. And you're wondering why all these people are chasing the world, doing way better than me. It's because this is getting you ready to go into the gates of heaven. Yeah, and like Mark 8.36 says, For what gains a person if they gain the whole world yet lose their soul? When you're chasing after the world like that, and all you want is, you know, the next high or, you know, just looking for something to fulfill you, it's going to drain your soul. It's going to, you know, wreck you from the inside out, you know? Satan wants so badly to take hold of the people that, you know, could do such big things with God. Mm-hmm. And it's... And it is so much easier to feed into what Satan tries to put into your life than to, like, actually follow the path yes. that God is trying to put you down because, because there's so many worldly things. And even, like, when you go through those dark times, a lot of the times, like, you know, when you're not praying, you go and you talk to your best friend, you talk to your mom, how you were saying earlier, 
you know, you want to talk to people that you know, and a lot of the times their way out is to do worldly things. Oh, well, let's go out and drink. Let's yeah. go out and, you know, let's go to party tonight, and we'll, you'll, you'll get over it. Yeah, and the more you get into God, the more it's like, oh, my gosh, I did uh, that. And I feel like I, I thought that would help. It's so important I don't even when you're want that on anymore. this journey to, like, just surround yourself with like-minded people who who aren't going to, you know, put you on that pathway of of getting back into an area that could spiritually, like, drown you. Yeah. You know, it's so important to ground yourself in God's word and to make sure that everything that you're doing is, is it would please him. Honestly, everything that you do in your life should be something He's that always pleases watching. God. Yeah, you should have fear for God, you know, fear of it God. It's so important. I think it's important to understand too is going out and drinking or turning to drugs, the happiness or the joy you think that's bringing you is a fraction, a very small, small fraction yeah. of, you know, what God can bring you. Yeah. I mean, it says uh, in Revelation 5, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. We will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. That is so important. That's a good verse because just I think it's imp it's important to not just think of him as a father but as a friend. Like when you sit there and you pray to him, like how you want to sit there and you want to pray without any shame or not pray. When you sit there and you talk to your friends, you yeah. sit there and you tell them about everything that you've done. But that might not be something that you do when you sit down and you pray to God. But God already knows everything you've done. He yeah. was there for it. He watched it happen. Yeah. But yet he still loves you. You know what I'm saying? And yet he still wants to hear about it. So sit there, talk to him as you would your best friend, as you would your mom, as you would your child, as you would your dog. You know, God's who you talk to. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, like, he's your best friend. He's your biggest confidant. He's the best therapist that there is. And I think that in moments when life gets so dark, he just wants you to lean on him. He wants to be your comfort. He's there for you. And it's so important to have peace within that trial. Actually, just open this up. Um, Romans chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation work is patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Yeah. Everything you go through is meant to mold you and make you better and prepare you. I feel like this is something that honestly is kind of a broken record at this point, but it's the honest truth. Like, there's going to be so many dark periods in your life. But it's so important to not lose sight of what matters in yeah. those things. The devil is very good at confusion and fogging your mind. You mm -hmm. know? And making so. you doubt, which goes also into yeah. our next episode, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, our next episode is something that we're going to be exploring how the devil really tries to get into your mind. And tries to like make you feel you know, that you're not worthy enough to do what God wants you to do. Oh, God doesn't love you. Like in those dark moments... Those, those thoughts that get into your mind that make you feel like God isn't there for you. Oh, why would he let this happen? Like, that is so, that's just the devil, like, trying to convince you of these things. A lot yes. of people feed into that. His voice is very loud, and God's voice is very quiet. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you sit down and actually, you know, gain that relationship with God. Yeah. That way you can hear God's voice because the devil wants so badly to win the battle between good and evil and for you to choose to feed into your flesh. Um, so he'll just sit there and literally attack your mind so hard. And I think, you know, it's important that we talk on that next episode um, because a lot of people are, they have a mental block in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, where they don't feel worthy. They feel like they're too unclean, too dirty, too broken. But it's important to know that all of, like, literally every single person in the Bible was just as broken as we are. Oh, yeah. Every single person that God used. Yeah, he doesn't call the qualified. Mm-mm. Qualifies the call. Exactly. He also didn't choose us. Or, I'm sorry, he did. He did choose us. We did not choose us. <laughs> and I think, I think doubt's big because as humans, we're going to doubt. Mm -hmm. It's easy to doubt a God that isn't here, like, physically. It's easy to doubt a God that isn't in your face all the time. You know, and I think doubting isn't, to me, it's easy to doubt. And I don't think doubting makes you a bad person. I also don't think it makes you any less of a Christian to doubt. Mm -hmm. Peter, God called Peter to walk on water with him. Jesus, Jesus called Peter to walk on water. That is Jesus. He's seen the mirror, seen everything. That is Jesus. He called him to walk on water with him as he's, on, as he's standing on water. Something that we just can't do. We cannot stand on water. The devil eats in with doubt. And look at the waves crashing. You're going to fall through, you know, and, and it's easy to get caught up in doubt. So I think that is going to be a very important yeah. subject to tackle. And just talking about how you can get those thoughts out of your head. Like, just throw them out, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't even don't even give them a second thought. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness yes. comprehended it not. If you allow the light to take over your heart, take over your life, have full faith, full trust in him, then that darkness can't even touch you. And it's easy, yeah. it's easy as Christians when everything's going good. But like, you know, I love my God today. God's done everything for me. But then when things start going bad, that's when your faith actually has to kick in. Yeah. And you actually have to keep speaking, hey, this is God's plan. And this is where I'm supposed yes. to be. Yes, and that is exactly why God puts you through those trials. Because, of course, you're going to sit there and pray and thank Him and worship Him and go to church and be like, oh, God is so great when things are going great. You know, what about when things are going bad? And that's exactly yeah. why he tests you. He wants you to, to build that relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, so I do want to end out our podcast today with a prayer. Um, God, we thank you for allowing everybody to come here today and listen to our podcast and listen to us talk about you and all your glory. You are so amazing, God. We literally just cannot fathom the amazingness and beauty and love and forgiveness and joy and happiness that you can fill us with we pray that our message has really touched those that have watched today and that you allow us to still be a vessel for you through anything and everything that we do in life and to do everything that we can to please you god we thank you so much for everything that you have done for everything that you will do for all the trials all the tribulations we know where we'll end up and we know that you are the light that will get us through any bit of darkness thank you so much for everything that you do in jesus name amen Amen. Thank you guys for watching today. We hope to have you tune in next time. And uh, we really appreciated you guys. Have a blessed we day. love you, and we encourage you to love like Jesus would. Mm -hmm.